Hi, and welcome to the Annex Podcast Elevate YM Edition. We're a youth group at the Building Christian Fellowship that believes that you can have a real and relevant relationship with Jesus, even at a young age. And we pray you enjoyed this message from last Thursday. While we were faithless, you are faithful, God. And we place you in the place of honor tonight, Lord God, that you are the one with authority. You are the one that is on the throne, God. And you deserve the honor. You deserve the glory, God. God, I am praying that we don't focus on the things that are going on around us, the circumstances that that are in our lives, God. But we fix our eyes on you, God. We fix our hearts on you, God. That even when we feel like we're in a dark place, God, that you are the light in the darkness, Lord. That even when we feel like we're too far away to be be saved, God, that you can save us, God. You have a perfect, never-failing love, God. There's nothing on this earth that can replace your love, God. There's nothing on this earth that can satisfy us like you can, God. So we thank you for being a provider. We thank you for being a protector. God, we thank you for keeping us, Lord God, in the midst of the storm. We pray tonight that we're good ground for your word today. That seeds may be planted and seeds may be watered tonight, Lord God, but ultimately you get the increase, God. God, I'm praying that I get out of the way and that your word is, 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 it reigns true in us tonight, Lord God. That your truth stands as the standard in our lives, God. That we won't fall for subjective truths, God. We won't fall for our truths and their truths, God. But we will stand on your truth and your word, God. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give God a praise real quick? Hallelujah. Hey, Jay, go to my channel and just turn turn the game down in the top left corner. That should help. Amen. Amen. Stick with me a little bit longer with them, all right? Listen, guys, thank you guys so much for uh, coming out. You guys can take your seats. I know it's a little bit dark right now, but we'll get to that point a little bit later. But thank you guys for interrupting your Earth Day. You know, I know you guys are out there saving the planet like Captain Planet out there, you know, planting trees and making sure you know the smog emissions are at a high level. No, I'm just joking. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for coming. Look at your neighbor. I know it's a little dark. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're here. Hallelujah. So over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about a life worth building. And we're going to continue on with that topic. We're going to continue on with that theme. Last week, we talked about having a firm foundation, making sure our foundation isn't placed on earthly things or, or things that will pass away or things that will be swept away by culture. But we talked about placing our lives and building our lives on God's word, on God's truth, on God's wisdom. So tonight, we're going to talk about another topic, and we're going to turn right now to Luke chapter 11. So turn with me to Luke chapter 11, starting in verse 33. And he reads this, no one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand. That those who come in may see the light. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is also full of light. When your eye is bad, your body also is full of darkness. 
Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no, having no part, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light, as when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. And elevate, say, Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, be with us as we unpack this word. Uh, like I say again, make us good ground, God, so that we can receive and live out the truth that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Wisdom. Appreciate it. So if you guys are taking notes, if you guys are keeping up with what we've been doing over the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about a life worth building. And today, the title of tonight's message is Turn the Lights On. Now, with that being said, hopefully, guys, you aren't afraid of the dark. But uh, excuse me, Miss Gabby, can you turn the lights off real quick? Turn the lights off. Okay, if you guys are at home, even the screens too, get the screen, like get rid of the elevate, get rid of the, the sparkliness, all that. Complete darkness. If you're at home and you want to participate like you're here at Elevate today, turn off the lights in your house. Now, when the word is talking about, you know, you not hiding away a lamp, I know some of us don't have lamps easily and readily available at the house. When you turn on the light at your house, most times, more than not, you get up, just hit a switch, and the lights come on. Maybe some of you guys are so sophisticated that you might have an app on your phone that when you click a button on your phone, that the lights turn on in your house. I know the cool thing right now is to put LEDs up in your room and make your room different colors and stuff like that. I'm not going to lie. I do the same thing in my studio. You got to make sure the vibe is right. You know what I'm saying? But back then, when Jesus was talking about not hiding that lamp, not hiding that light. He wasn't talking about electricity. Like, electricity in a house wasn't a thing back then. So here's what they had to do. I, I didn't have access to an old, uh, 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 an old ancient lamp because back then they used to use clay pots that were, were fabricated in such a way where they can put a wick in them and light them and they put oil in the lamp so that the lamp would stay lit. But the closest thing I got for you guys is this right here. So... Pastor, if you're watching this, I'm using a different table so I don't set the church on fire. Lord Jesus, let's get this right. Y'all pray for me. Say, JR, please don't set the church on fire. There we go. All right. Oh, Jesus. All right, there we go, there we go, there we go. Boom. All right, successful. Didn't set the church on fire. We're good. So when they lit a lamp, can y'all see me? A little bit better. I know it's faint. I know we're not used to it. I know we got a bunch of lights up on stage. But when, I can imagine back then that when they wanted to put a, turn a light on in the house, it took them a little bit to get the thing started. It took them some time to, to, to get used to Lighting that lamp without exploding something or setting things on fire. Like, this was a task that had to be done in order for there to be light in the darkness. That it wasn't as easy as you flipping a switch. It wasn't as easy as, as, as you just doing these things. But they knew, once I light this light, there's going to be a purpose to it. That once, I, once this light is lit, once, once the lamp is on in my house, I'm going to keep it on because the people that come into my house, the people that encounter me, I'm not going to hide it away from them so I can't commune with them and I can't show them what I'm about, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use this light to some purpose that, 
that this light that was given to me, this access that I was given, I'm going to use this as a tool to, to, so that, that, that the things that are in the dark, that the light can shine on them. And here's the point that I'm trying to make today. Is that too many of us as Christians, and I'm addressing Christians right now, too many of us, when we encounter people in our lives, when we come across different people in life, when we have this lantern lit and, and we've received this light, and I'm not talking about any old light here, I'm talking about the light that Jesus gives, the light himself, when he gives himself to us, that, that, that when we encounter people that don't have this light, we tend to hide it away from them. We, we don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. We, 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 we know that they're in the dark, but we don't, we don't want to show what's going on in the dark. And here's the encouragement today. Let your light so shine before men. Don't hide it away. It might seem like something that's, that's, that's little and it's insignificant, but it's something that's important. Let's get those lights up a little bit. The ones I was talking about. So many of us want to hide in the dark because there are there, there are things in our lives that are much easier for us to hide away than to really expose to the truth. And it's important that the truth that we've accessed, that the, the truth that we've come to know isn't any old truth. That the word of God literally, that Jesus literally explained himself and showed himself not just as any old truth, but as the way, as the truth, and as the life. So because we've come to this knowledge, because we've come to this understanding... Because we, we've been adopted into the family, when, when, when it comes time for us to let our light shine, when it comes time for us to show people the truth, when it comes time for us to show people what life is really about, we can't be so ashamed of the light that we, life we've been given and hide it away so that we don't offend people. So it's important that regardless of what, what scenario you're in, regardless of what places that you come across, regardless of who you come across or what things they're doing in the dark, that you let your light shine. This truth, the fact that you've been saved from sin, the fact that you've been rescued uh, 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 from eternal uh, uh, life in hell is something that you need to celebrate, something that you have to live for. It's like, look, I've experienced such a truth. I've experienced such a joy that I have to share, that I can't hide away. I can't hide the fact that I'm Christian because it makes you uncomfortable. I can't hide the fact that, 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 that I love God and, and I follow his standards just because you don't follow his standards. That, that, that it's one thing to tolerate people, but it's another thing to love on people. That we recognize that we don't love people by tolerating their bad behavior. We love people by exposing them to the truth. Is that, look, I know I'm exposing your, your, your bad deeds. I know this light is exposing the wicked person that you are. But listen, I'm not, I'm not exposing you to this light to condemn you. I'm not exposing this light just to expose you. I'm exposing this light to you so that you can get the light yourselves. Is that some of you guys might be in middle school. Some of you guys might be underclassmen in high school. But listen, this light that you receive, this, this, this joy that you receive, this, this savior that you received in your life is nothing that's light. It's kind of a play on words. I didn't mean to do that. It's not something to take for granted. And so when we look back on our word, when we look at what this light is, we have to recognize it is no one else but Jesus. When we receive this light in our lives, we recognize it that, that it's not just any old light from the world. It's not just any old light from any old place. But it is the light 
that, that shines bright in the darkness. It is the light. Like, has anybody ever been camping before? Like, like I know, like, right now, this might not seem very bright. But have you ever been in, like, pitch black, pitch black darkness? Like, in the woods, darkness. And all there is this little bit of light, but all of a sudden, this little light will light up a whole huge space. Is that the type of light that, that Christ gives? Not, not just physically, but spiritually. He exposes the things that, that people don't see. In John chapter 8, verses 12, it says this. It says, then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I'm not talking to, to people that don't know who Jesus is. I'm not talking to people that have no idea what it means to be saved. But I'm talking to people that have come to an understanding of who Jesus is, what his role is in our lives, what he did for us on the cross, the fact that he rose from the dead. I'm talking to people that have relationships with God. And listen, as teenagers, I know it can be, become easy to hide your light. But I'm, I'm encouraging with this first point is this. We haven't been given this light to hide it away. We have not been given this light to hide it away. In Luke chapter 11, verse 33, it says this. No one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place. When they come across your path, don't hide away the truth that you come to the knowledge of. Because it can be easy. You're going to come across people that might not agree with religion. You're going to come across people that, that, that have a bad taste in their mouth about Christianity. But because you have experienced real truth, real love through Jesus Christ, don't be ashamed of the thing that you've come to know. Everybody knows the scripture, Romans 1.16, that... You won't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Basically saying that, look, I'm not going to be ashamed of what God did for me. That I know that what he did for me was, was, was ultimate. What God did for me was something that I can never repay him for. It's nothing that I could ever do. And, and I love God and I trust him, that, trust him for that and I dedicate my life to him. If, if this were your job, right, let's, let's, just, let's just say this. If you are a lantern holder, right? And your job was to hold this lantern, to, to, to keep light on the path. You ever seen like those old movies, like when they're going hunting at night and they got the shotgun on the lamp, and you got to be the guy that, that leads the way? Listen, that even, even when, when it's convenient, even when it gets tiresome, even when you don't feel like holding the lantern anymore, you know that it's your job to lead the way. You know that it's your job to hold the light so that people can know how to navigate through the darkness. That's, that's, that's your spiritual job in this world. Is that because you've been tasked with this light, because you've been given this light, your job is to go around and lead people with this light 
Lead people with this truth that God is giving you through the dark places. Not only so that they can follow you, but they can follow the way that you've been given. That listen, this, this, this light that we've been given, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. This light that we've been given isn't something that we have created. But it is something that God has provided for us. Is that, that we recognize in John chapter 8 that, that the light is Jesus Christ. And if you want to use a, a little bit easier of an explanation, when you see the word light, think of the word truth. When it says that then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world, Jesus is the truth of the world. Jesus is, is the standard. Jesus is the definition. He is the word. He is the logos. He's the very definition and the standard of what it means to be the truth, of what it means to be the absolute truth. We haven't been given this light to hide it away. The word says no one, no one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand so that those who may come in may see the light. So our first point was we haven't been given this light to hide it away. Our second point is this. Covered eyes lead to darkened hearts. Covered eyes lead to darkened hearts. What do you mean, JR? In Luke chapter 11, verses 34 and 35, it says this. It says, the lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is also full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body is also full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. Take heed that the light that is in you is not darkness. Now, the lamp of the body is the eye. Everybody have eyes here? I know it's, I know it's dark. Let's bring all the lights up, you guys. Let's bring the regular lights up. I know it's kind of dark and it's kind of hard to see. But there we go. So everybody has eyes here, right? Everybody has two eyes, even though you wear glasses. Everybody has eyes here by show of hands. Everybody have eyes? What do you use your eyes for? To see, right? What do you see for? To navigate. To perceive what's ahead of you, right? To try and, and allow your brain to decipher what's going on in front of you. Your eyes are the very things, almost like the gates, almost like the doors into your mind, right? So what this, what this scripture is saying is this, is that when your eye is good, your whole body is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body also is full of darkness. Can somebody tell me what a bad eye is? What usually happens when we have a bad eye? You're, you're blind, right? You, I said it before, some of y'all are wearing glasses. You're not completely blind, but you're a little bit blind. That, that many times when, when there's, a, there's, a, there's a story in the Bible where it talks about a miracle where he, where he allowed somebody that was blind to be able to see again. And when it talked about when he got healed, he said it was like scales were falling off of my eyes. That my eyes were covered before and now they've been over, uncovered so that I can see and perceive what's going on. This is the point that I'm trying to make is that when the, when the Bible talks about therefore when your eye is good... And your whole body is also full of light. Basically saying this, when your eyes are open, when your eyes are able to perceive, when your eyes are able to receive information so that they can, they can make a decision on it. If you see a car coming at you at full speed, what are you going to do? Get out the way, right? If you see, if you see 
the, the, the ice cream man going down the street. I know he doesn't come down the street as much as he used to back in the day, but just, 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 just work with me, okay? If you see an ice cream man going down the street, what are you going to do? Hey, 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 hold up. If you see something that you want to eat and you're hungry, what do you do? You go out and get that thing. So what the picture that it's trying to paint for us is this. When your eye is good, when your eye is functioning, when your eye is open, then it can be filled with life. That when, when, when you make yourself available, when you make yourself open, when you make yourself available to receive what God has for you, you can be filled with that, life he, that light he has to provide for you. But when you're closed off, when your heart is hardened, when, 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 when you don't want to receive anything from God because you think you know what's best, when you think that you have it all together, when you think you have all the answers and you think that you know uh, uh, the best choice that you can make for your life, it's like having a, 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 a bad eye. The Bible talks about it a lot. When Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, he, he called them blind. Why did he call them blind? Not because they were literally blind, because they were blind to the truth. They were blind to who Jesus really is. And, and here's the encouragement today. I don't know where you're at with your relationship. I don't know if you have a relationship with God or if you don't. I want, to, I want you guys, if you've never prayed a prayer before, if you've never talked to God before, if your first prayer is this, listen, say, God, open my eyes. Allow me to be able to receive the things that you have for me. Because without God, without his truth, without his light, we'll continue to be in darkness. We'll continue to be fooled by the things of this world. Is that not only do you have to make yourself present here at church, that when you come into church, you have to be in the mindset, you have to be in the, in, in the prayer posture to be like, look, God, I need you to open my eyes. I need you to open my heart so that what you have for me, your word, the things that you have for me can be planted in me so that I can be filled with light. The, 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 the word in, in Luke chapter 11, verses 35, it says this. It says, therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. Jesus said that. He says, be careful that what you think is the light is in darkness. What is Jesus trying to say, JR? This is what Jesus is trying to say. I know you feel like you got it together. You've been making good choices. You've been seeming like nothing is going bad in life. But I want you to recognize that you are supposed to access the truth and not your truth. That, that, that the, the, the Bible talks about in Proverbs that, that, that a way might seem right to a man, but in the end it leads to destruction. This is what it's saying. is that look, don't trust in your own understanding. Don't trust in your own knowledge. Don't think that you got it together because you haven't stumbled yet. But trust in the Lord. Trust in his way and, and be willing and ready and, and available to receive his light. Is that there's so many things. We have so much access to so many, so many different avenues and, and, and info that you can Google anything today. If you want to learn what, more about what it means to be Buddhist, you can do that. If you want to learn more about what it means to be Muslim, you can do that. But amongst all these false truths, amongst all these lies that the world is trying to provide, that the truth, the standard, the, the, the word, Jesus Christ, stands as the truth amongst all the lies. So rather than trust in our own knowledge, rather than trust in our own wisdom, 
Rather than trusting worldly wisdom, what the world has to say about it, we have to make ourselves available and willing and able to receive God's truth and his light for us. That listen, the world is a dark and scary place. There's dangers and craziness around every turn. Every choice that you make can lead you off the path of righteousness. But God presents his light. I know the light is out, but use your imagination. God gives us his light so that while we're walking this path, that he's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Basically saying this, like, look, I've given you this light. I've given you this lamp, not only for you to see what's going on before you, but for you to check your own feet and make sure you're not straying off the path. That not only do I give you this truth to see the road ahead, to see the future, but to check yourself in the present. Is that so many of us are so caught up with the future, we don't know what's going on right in front of us. So many of of us are so caught up with what we want to do next year and and what we want to be when we grow up, we're not focused on the the little task that God has set before us. Some of you guys might be be inspired, like, you know what, I want to be a worship leader one day. Are you even in your word now? Some of you guys like, man, you know, one day I want to have a lot of money. You can barely handle the $10 allowance that you have now. What makes you think that you can handle a lot of money later? Like, man, one day I want to be able to do this. One day I want to be able to be a pastor. You barely speak to your, your, your friends and family about Jesus. What makes you think you can speak to hundreds and thousands about Jesus? Is that God doesn't offer us this light just to see ahead, but he offers us this light and this truth to examine ourselves to examine our motives, to examine what's going on the inside and realign ourselves with him so that we can make sure that we stay in the things that he has for us. Then we've got to recognize that covered eyes, that, that eyes that don't want to accept the truth, that eyes that don't want to accept the light leads to darkened hearts. And when, we, when we're living a life with darkened hearts, We're living a life that that is like walking in a dark room with no light. It's like walking in the middle of a forest or or in the middle of a a dark desert with no light to guide us. You wouldn't do that, right? Y'all barely barely go outside to take out the trash without turning the light on. You know what I'm talking about. You seen that meme on Instagram where it's like the dude and he's walking to take out the trash and he takes out the trash. And as soon as he turns around, he sprints back to the front door. And, like, there's this shadow following him and chasing him around and everything. Y'all barely do that. Don't do life that way. Don't do life in a dark place when you have access to the light. Don't do life without truth when you have access to the truth. Our first point is we have been given this light. uh, We haven't been given this light to hide it away. Our second point was covered eyes lead to darkened hearts. And our last point is this, as wisdom comes up to the piano, is the light is meant to fill the whole house. The light is meant to fill the whole house. And this is what it reads in Luke chapter 11, verses 36, Jericho. It says, if then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light. As when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. I like the way, I've been reading in New King James Version, but I like the way it says in the New Living Translation. It says, if you are filled with light, with no dark corners, then your whole life 
Your whole life will be radiant as though a floodlight were filling you with light. Anybody know what a floodlight is? You know that really, really bright light that's in front of your house that kind of might light up when you like walk by it by the garage or something like that? Or maybe that light that lights up the backside of your house, the really big round one? That's what a floodlight is. And it's basically saying this. If you are filled with light, if you are filled with God's truth, with no dark corners, with no secret places where it's like, look, God, I'll put my light in the front room so that everybody that comes to my house can see that I have the light on the parts that are easy to see, but I'm going to keep these back rooms dark. Like, look, God, I'll make sure that my front, that the light on the front of my house is on, but the whole inside of me is dark. I'll just do that, and maybe I can get across with it. Maybe you might say, like, look, God, I'm going to light up every room, but I'm going to keep this closet back here. I'm going to keep it dark and and keep what I want to keep, you know, those secrets. I'm going to keep these back here to myself. As long as everybody has access to everything else, right, that's fine, right? Like, look, God, you can have, you can have the light and the access to uh, 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 my choices I make about where I want to go to school and what job I want, but I want to leave the light off of relationships a little bit. Like, God, I, I, I want you to have your light on my relationships. When it comes to giving my life to you and serving in my local church, I'm going to keep that to myself. God, I'm going to keep my personal time to myself. I'll keep that personal time in the darkness. God, let me keep this addiction in the darkness. Let me keep this lust in the darkness. Let me keep these behavioral issues in the darkness and allow you to have access and light to everything else. That's not the life that we've been called to live. That it says back in John chapter 8 that because... Jesus is the light of the world. He who follows him, us Christians, followers of God, we shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Is that, look, we can't be part-time Christians. We can't be partial Christians. We can't be sometimes the Christians. That if we give our life to Christ, if we receive the light that he has for us that is meant to light up the whole house and not just part of the house. The light is meant to fill the whole house as we all stand to our feet. Listen, I don't want y'all to get it twisted. I don't preach passionately to, to, to beat you guys up. I don't preach to make you guys feel bad, but I preach with a passion because I want you guys to understand what the truth is and what the word says. That we all fall short. We all make mistakes. We're all not perfect. But we have to strive. We, we have to. We, me included, Pastor Erica included, the adults included, your parents included, we all have to strive to, to follow and move towards Christ. It says in Philippians chapter 3, when, when Paul is talking about just the person and who he is, he says, not that I've already attained it, not that I've already reached per- perfection, but I am pressing on towards the mark, the upward call of Jesus Christ. That our shortcomings can't be the excuse as to why we're not following God. That our weaknesses 
cannot be the excuse as to why we're not following God. Jesus did the work on the cross so that we would have an opportunity to follow him. Jesus did the work on the cross so that in spite of our shortcomings, in spite of the things that we want to keep dark, that that in spite of us not being qualified, God made us qualified by what he did on the cross. So there is no excuse. Ultimately comes down to this. Is are you willing and ready to receive the light that God has for you? For you. Not because you're perfect. Not because you have everything together. But God is giving us an opportunity to receive his light. And not only receive it just that we can keep it to ourselves, but receive it, show it, and allow other people to access God's light as well. So my question to you is this. If you are a Christian, if you've been claiming to be a Christian, a follower of God, you believe in Jesus, you believe all the stuff that we talk about all the time. Have you been exposing your light to the world? Or have you been hiding it away because it's not cool? Are you hiding it away because you don't want to be seen as the weirdo that goes to church? Are you hiding it away because you don't want to lose out on those certain friends that honestly wouldn't care if you were Christian or not? Your job, your enlistment isn't just to be just a person that carries a light, but you're a soldier. You're a part of the army. It's funny. I was talking to Jericho one day about one of our favorite movies, and one of the movies that he had brought up was Hacksaw Ridge. One of the movies he's talking about where, where, where the guy basically has no gun, he has no, no earthly uh, uh, weapons, but what he does is he's like, I just got to go get one more. I got to go back behind enemy lines to go get one more. That yes, this man was a, was a, was a Christian, Yes, he was a follower of Christ, but that paints a beautiful picture. Is that we might not cross enemy lines as far as battlefields and and gunshots and all these different things, but one, one enemy line that we do cross is into the darkness, into the world. Listen, you won't be able to spend 24 hours here in the church amongst other people of the light, but you have to go home. You have to go to your schools. You have to go to work. And when you go to those, go to those jobs, when you go to school, and when you go to those different places at the park, at the store, at your different places that you go to, you are going behind enemy lines. You are going in the darkness, and your job is to do this. Show the light. Show the light that you've been given. Show the truth that you have come to know. Your family member needs it. That brother, that sister, that sibling that you got, they need it. Your mom or dad that isn't saved, they need it. Your schoolmate that you only see on FaceTime and Google Classroom, they need it. Don't be ashamed. Because God hasn't been ashamed of you. God God didn't hold back his love for you. God didn't hold back his grace for you. He's like, you know what, in spite of them, in spite of the way that they've been treating my love and kindness, I still want to make a way for them. 
We have to take God's, God's way. We have to take God's principles and love people like they have loved us. We have to love people like he has loved us. You have people that you love out there, right? You have family members right now that you love. Friends that you might not tell them that you love them, but you got love for them. If you really claim to love them, would you really hide away a life-changing truth that would set them free? No. And just like it says in the scripture in Luke chapter 11, that no one lights a lamp, no one sets up a light to hide it away. Listen, brothers, sisters in Christ, those of you that have been following God, God didn't light this lamp inside of you. God didn't light this this light inside of you for you to hide it away. The word says that no one lights a lamp and hides it away. But he puts it out. He puts it somewhere where people can see it. Puts it in a place where people can see the light so that they can come to a knowledge of it. So that they can come to a knowledge of themselves. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, the first thing I'm going to address is this. If you're here today and you haven't received God's light, if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, here's your opportunity. We read about it in Luke chapter 11. Now's not the time for you to have blind and covered eyes. That Jesus is a healer. That if your eyes have been covered, if your heart has been hardened, God can heal that. If you've been treated wrong and, and, and you, your, your concept of relationship is all jacked up, God can heal that. So if you're here today, like many of us, that need a healer, that need a savior, that, that, that needs to be made whole, I just ask you to raise your hand and put it right back down. This is between you and God. Allow him to light that fire that's inside of you. We were made to have relationship with God. My second petition is this. Is maybe you've had the light lit up inside of you, but you've got into the bad habit of hiding it when you come around certain people. When you go to certain places. When you're in certain environments, you tend to hide the light that God has given you. I'm not here to bust you out. I'm here to give you an opportunity to repent. It's as simple as this. Just pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, for the light and the truth that you have for us. God, we thank you for making a way for us out of nowhere. We thank you for making us a, 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 a lighted path in a dark place, God. That without you, without your sacrifice, Lord God, we couldn't have been saved. There's nothing that we can do to save ourselves, God. So we just thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for being faithful enough to raise from the dead, God. That we don't serve a dead religion, God. We serve a God that is alive and well. So, God, I pray that you make yourselves known to us tonight, Lord. 